Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Turn Evangelism Podcast with T.S. Myers. Our prayer is that this message impacts your life. If it does, let us know by going to turnevangelism.com forward slash connect and let us know how God used this message to influence you. If you would like to follow our ministry, we would love for you to go to turnevangelism.com and check us out. When we don't stop, we get out in front of God. When we don't stop, we take battles and matters into our own hands and we leave our fortress. And finally, when we don't stop, if you have your pens, I want you to write this down. We find no rest. We find no rest. Where do we find rest? Jesus says that my yoke is easy, my burden is light. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest for your souls. Jesus is the source of rest. I want you guys to turn with me now to Hebrews, and I want to go to chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. I'm not going to go over the whole passage. We don't have time to do that tonight, but I want you guys to understand this, is that in Jesus Christ, through what he did on the cross for you, you have what the Bible calls Sabbath rest. You have rest in him, and you don't have to wait for a specific day to enter into that rest. And in fact, the scripture passage that we're not going to like go into all the way, it says today if you hear his voice, you're called to enter the rest. And as long as it's called today, you're invited into this rest. So you don't have to wait till Saturday, the Sabbath, in order to get into this rest. You don't have to wait till Sunday to get into this rest. But as long as it's called today, there, there's an invitation that the Bible gives for you to enter into this rest. And he says, if it's called today, you have rest, and you're called to enter into it, and the act of disobedience, the way you can disobey disobey this call is by continuing in your work. In fact, to rest, the scripture says, you'll see here, is to cease from your work. Well, why can you cease from your work? Because God has done the work for you. Now, here's the thing. The burden of sin is heavy. It hurts to find out that what we've been doing is wrong. The weight of our sins is unbearable, and so it belongs somewhere, but God doesn't leave you there. He presents himself in the gospel of Jesus Christ, and he asks you to put those burdens on him. The burdens are real. Just because you close your eyes doesn't mean they go away. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean they go away. The truth in and of itself doesn't care how you feel. If it's true, it's true and you need to deal with it. But there is a way to deal with it, and God has provided that way in Jesus Christ. He demonstrates his love for you by taking that burden of sin that you weren't designed to bear and placing it on his own shoulders, dying on the cross for your sins so that you would be able to come back into a relationship with God, so that burden of sin would be lifted. And he calls you to come to him and place your burdens on him. To let him do the work. To come to him in obedience and to enter into that rest. So Hebrews chapter 4, Hebrews chapter 4, and we're just going to look at uh, verse 9, and we're going to go to verse 11. Through verse 11, it says this, There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest 
also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Let us therefore, now this is crazy, it's like a paradox. What is he saying? Let us therefore make every effort to enter into that rest. So when you rest, you're ceasing from your work, as God ceased from his work, okay? And then the scripture says, let us make every effort to enter into that rest. Isn't that interesting? Let us make every effort to enter into that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. And he's speaking of the Israelites who fell away in the desert. Guys, sitting still is hard sometimes. Not taking matters into your own hands is hard sometimes. Receiving from the Lord what he wants for you to do and you sitting still and listening is hard sometimes, but it is a right relationship. He is Lord, we're servant. And when we hear a voice from God and we understand what he's calling us to do through his word and we go out and we do it, then we move in his power and his spirit. But when we get out in front of God, when we don't stop and we leave our fortress, we never find genuine rest. We work and we work and we work and we don't get to where we would like to go. Imagine if you were saved by your works. Just imagine it for a second. You're not, but I want you to imagine that you were saved by your works. You would have to work for all of eternity to maintain your goodness. Doesn't sound very restful, does it? You would have to work for all of eternity to always be a good person in front of the eyes of God. But God did something for you. When he came to this earth 2,000 years ago, he took your sin on his shoulders and he put his righteousness on yours. What he looks at, when he sees you, he sees somebody who's declared righteous in his sight. And it's not based on what you did, it's based on what he's done. I want you to think about this just for a second. When you get to heaven one day, you might be tempted to think. You might be tempted to think, maybe I'm here because I did something good. You might be tempted to think, I don't want you to think that though. Why? Because it's all going to fade away when you see where the lacerations were in the face of Jesus. When when the crown of thorns was pressed down on his head, you're going to see where the lacerations were, the whip marks were on his back. You're going to see where the nails were in his hands. You're not going to mistake it at that point. You're going to know that is why I'm here. No other reason. That's why. Because of his work, I rest from my work. And if you understand that while you're here on this earth, that gospel of Jesus Christ and you accept it, then you let the Spirit do a work in your life. And when he sends you, you even go out in his power so that even in your work, because you've waited on the Lord, you'll run and you won't grow weary. You'll walk and you won't faint. In other words, when you go out in the power of God and you work from the rest of God, you maintain that rest in your life and the joy of the Lord sustains you. What he has done in your heart fuels you because the God of infinite power lives in you and that resurrection power that raised Christ from the dead sustains you. And when you go out in his power, you can get hit and you can turn the other cheek. You can be nailed to a cross and say, Father, forgive them. You can be stoned and say, they don't know what they're doing. Why? Because you've waited on the Lord. You've received from him. You came before him, ministering to him first and saying, God, where do you want me to go? You went out in his power. You never left him as your fortress. And therefore, at the end of your life, you'll be able to stand before him and say, God, I'm confident that I'm here because of what you did.
What are you going to do with Jesus? Are, are you going to give up what he's calling you to give up? Do you want revival? I asked that, and you guys screamed, yes. And I think you meant it. But after knowing what revival costs you, do you want it still? With every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to go before the Lord in prayer and, and offer an invitation to you. Lord, I want to pray for the student ministry here that you would work in their lives, that they wouldn't get out in front of you, but they would go with you. Lord, if there's someone in here who doesn't know you, God, maybe they have acted like they know you, but they've really just been using you, Jesus, and they haven't really surrendered to your cross, Lord, and entered into your rest. I want to pray right now that you would give them rest for their souls tonight. Pray that if there's any sin issues, that we would give those sin issues to you. Help us to come before you, God, surrendered, in right relationship with you when it comes to our sinful behavior, but also in terms of our position, understanding that you are Lord and we are servant. In Jesus' name. Now, with nobody looking around the room, I just want this to be a time of silence where you're thinking about the presence of the Lord and, and the word that was preached. If you don't know the Lord, I want to give you an opportunity to come to know him tonight. Jesus lived the life that you could never live. And under the weight of your sin, he took your sin on his shoulders and died the death that you deserve to die. So that if you would believe in him, he would take that pain that you're dealing with onto himself and set you free from your sins and bring you back into a right relationship. But the thing is this, you got to turn to him. you got to turn to him. You have to repent. And what that looks like for you tonight, for the first time, it looks like you finally stopping your work, you trying to be good enough to get to God, you trying to be a good enough person, hoping you're good while outright way or bad, and looking at the face of Jesus and seeing his scars and knowing that it's by his wounds that you're healed. You have to stop your work and say, God, I need you to work in my life. I can't do it. I'm a sinner. I need you to save me. And cry out to him and call on his name. And the Bible says if you do that, and you mean that, you'll be saved. Will you call on his name and surrender, saying, God, I'm done. Today I'm putting my faith in you and your cross, and I'm resting. I'm entering into your, his rest, your rest. Now, what does the verse say? What did the pastor say? Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts like the Israelites did in the wilderness. But today, if you hear his voice, enter into his rest. As long as it's called today, you have an opportunity to join God in this rest. Will you make every effort to enter into this rest? Will you turn to God? Will you repent from your sins and turn to him and let him do a work in your life? If you want that in your life, I want to encourage you to say a simple prayer of surrender, saying, God, I'm stopping my work right now, and I'm acknowledging that you paid it all. 
I'm giving you my sin. You're putting your finger on areas of my life and I'm giving them up to you. I'm putting you in the lordship position of my life. I am your servant from this point forward. Will you do that? Will you say a prayer that says, God, this is my decision today. I am gonna stop my work and put my faith in you. I'm gonna enter your rest. Will we continue trying? Or will you trust? So if that's you, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you want to come to know Jesus for real, let him know in a simple prayer, say this with me, right where you are, right in your seats. Just repeat this with me and mean it, a prayer of surrender. Say, dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner and I'm sorry for my sins. I believe you died on the cross for my sins and I believe you rose from the dead. I ask you to raise me to life today because I can't do it. I need you to do what I can't do. I need you to bring me to life. I surrender to you. Today I make you the Lord of my life and I ask you, come into my heart. Be my savior, be my Lord, and be my friend. I will follow you from this day forward. You are my fortress. You're my strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, nobody looking around, every head bowed and every eye closed. My leaders, I do want you to look around. My leaders alone. If you said that prayer and you meant it, I just want you to slip your hands up in the air. Just slip them up where you are. Okay, there's a few. Okay. Now I want the leaders in the room to see whose hands are up so you guys can follow up. So keep your hand up in the air. Nobody looking around, if you have your hand in the air, nobody looking around, I want you, if you have your hand in the air, if you'd be so brave just to look up at me now. Look up at me, look at my eyes. If you genuinely prayed a prayer of surrender, and you were real about it, like you really prayed to surrender to Jesus and put your faith in him. The Bible says the Holy Spirit, upon your belief, comes rushing in your heart. Having believed, we're marked in him with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit, and he's a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. So I want to pray for you specifically right now, and then I'm going to open up the altar to the rest of us who maybe need to confess some sins. Maybe there's some sorcery or things or strongholds in our life that we need to confess to God and give to him if we really want to see revival. But for those of you who just made that decision, and you stopped your work and said, God, I need you to do, my, do your work in my life. I want to pray for you, a special prayer. Lord, I want to pray for these students who just gave their lives to you. I pray that you continue to work in them, that you fill them with your spirit, that they be a force to be reckoned with, that they go out in your power into their schools, into their families, into their friendships, Lord, that they talk about you and brag about you everywhere. And I pray that your Holy Spirit power sustains them. I know that you will, Lord, help them to continually come back and surrender to you, to find their strength in you, for, for them to see that you are our fortress, our ever-present help in times of trouble. Help them to see that your word is true and that regardless of how they feel, that you made them a promise and help them to be faithful to you, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Now this is what I want, the rest of us. You can all look around now. I want to open up the altar as we go into our final song for the night. 
And I want to see you at this altar if you got something to say, God, maybe, maybe it's a sin issue. You got to confess it. Or maybe it's a burden that you're carrying and you need help with. And maybe you need to go up to a youth pastor tonight and say, hey, look, this is what's going on in my life. They're here to minister to you. Maybe it's a stronghold. Stronghold doesn't necessarily need to be in the Bible as sin, right? If it keeps you from God, it's an idol. Maybe you're playing too much Xbox, right? Good things become God things when they take God's place. Come before the Lord. Get on your knees. I want to challenge you. Get on your knees in front of the Lord. Say, God, this is yours. I'm yours. Would you come now? Did this message draw you closer to God or did you trust Christ as your Lord and Savior today? We want to hear about it. Let us know by going to turnevangelism.com forward slash connect and fill out the form at the bottom of the page and tell us what God did in your life through this message. Also, if you would like to bring T.S. Myers out to do ministry with your church or organization, send us a message on our website, turnevangelism.com. Thank you for joining us for this message from Turn Evangelism with T.S. Myers.